Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to the last week, not even a week of, uh, of May, a couple, couple days left. Hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. And uh, guess what? It looks like maybe the president and McCarthy have come to an agreement on a tentative deal for the debt ceiling. Hey, we'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that if you are getting close to retirement and what is close, hey, if you are five to 10 years out, that is close enough. You need to start putting a plan in place. And that's exactly why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. With that, we got Dave coming up next. Yeah, I know the calendar says it's Tuesday, but... Well, we're talking government employees, so they aren't going to start working until 10, which means not a whole heck of a lot going on, but we can still tell you what is happening with your money this morning. We do that every weekday morning here, and Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring is on the line to try to dig up factors that could be affecting your IRA and 401k this morning. Philip, good morning. I trust you had a pleasant Memorial Day weekend. Hey, good morning, Dave. We did. I uh, didn't do a whole lot of anything, which was kind of, you know, that's the way to do it sometimes, just to get some downtime. Uh, yeah, I understand. I actually didn't have much of a Memorial Day per se. I'm leaving town tomorrow morning, and that meant I had basically a week and a half work to do while nobody was around the office yesterday. And <laughs> it's really kind of neat when there's nobody here. I actually do get my work done. That's <laughs> kind of interesting. <laughs> Setting us. Setting us up for the morning, we had a pretty good Friday before the markets shut down for the weekend. Dow was up by 329 points. Standard & Poor's up by 54. And NASDAQ, on the strength of our friends at NVIDIA, just went through the roof again by over 2%, up 278 points. But the Russell also was up by a full percent. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of seeing it outside of NASDAQ, and we could get to NVIDIA in a couple of minutes, but this was buy on the rumors, sell on the fact. Everybody was optimistic as all get out. We were going to have a debt ceiling settlement soon, and Dagnab on Saturday, they actually struck one. Joy of joys. Yeah, finally. It seems like that uh, the guys in Washington got their act together, as you and I said they would, and uh, and have put together a deal that now they have to still go back and sell it to each of their, uh, you know, their cronies. And that kind of gets to the point where why we've got futures that are kind of responding in a conservative fashion this morning. All weekend, ever since the word came out that McCarthy and Biden had come up with a deal, and you're right, it's just about exactly what we predicted, an almost meaningless uh, work to get benefits requirement that the Republicans were holding on to, but it really didn't change all that terribly much. Holding the budget level steady, and oh yes, no tax increases, and then a clean increase with actually no debt limit for the next two years pretty much worked out the way we kind of predicted it would. But the problem is now the left wing of the Democratic Party and the right wing of the Republican Party are both saying, oh, poo, we're not going to vote for that pile of poop. So consequently, we've got a few investors that are probably more cynical than we are even actually uh, getting a little jittery, aren't they? Well, I, I think so. I mean, you know, you're right. And the question is, how many are on each of those sides, right? Because as long as I think as long as I got a majority, that's all that matters on both houses of the House and Senate. So, you know, hopefully that faction is not uh, not big enough to, to hinder this passage. 
Uh, yeah, and I, I do not know this for a fact, but I don't think the Republican caucus uh, kept the Pelosi rule that they had in when Nancy was the speaker, where nothing reached the floor unless the Democratic caucus voted for it first. I don't think they've got that rule going on, so they can cobble together enough Republicans and enough Democrats that float somewhere in the center, so it should get through the House. The Senate's going to have its usual postulating and positioning and, uh, and bloviating about it, and it should be on Biden's desk in enough time to be able to stave off that uh, June 5th drop-dead deadline that Yellen has now predicted is when we're actually going to run out of money. Yeah, isn't that interesting how we, you know, that, that number, that, that date keeps fluctuating. You know, well, it was the first, well, that got everybody heated up, but now it's the fifth. And I mean, it started out to be the 15th. So, um, you, you know, what's the real number? No, that's true. But it, in, and it's hard for me to imagine myself defending Janet Yellen. But with all of the turnovers and all the changes on the interest rates going on, the interest service on the federal debt, Keep in mind, with all the yield changes that you and I talk about, she really has a moving target she's going after as well, because as bonds roll over into new interest rates, sometimes it's actually a little lower than she expects. And we're talking about trillions of dollars in rollover. I suppose it could be a moving target. Oh, that's true. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt, and, and hopefully we get this thing passed and, and we can move on. I mean, the good thing but, is they, they're, they're pulling back some of the money from the COVID uh, expenditures to pull back into the budget. They've they've taken some money back from IRS, um, so so some people should be happy about that. Um, so so there are some some little threads of hope in there, but you know until they get to the point they're actually making some reductions in our debt, which I don't see that anywhere in the future. We have a problem. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> they're they're going to reduce our debt. If we can just stop growing it, we'd be happy with that, wouldn't we? Uh, at this point, you're right. Yeah, I'm willing to take half a loaf or even a third of a loaf. It's better than none at this point. Other things affecting the market. So we got a few just tidbits out there down the line. The debt ceiling is obviously the 500-pound gorilla. But uh, I kind of expected this to have a bigger impact. There was a half a dozen drone attacks in Moscow over the weekend that I would think would cause international markets to be a little upset. But the European community and the uh, Asian rim markets pretty much just shrugged them off, and it doesn't really look like our markets are overly excited about them either. Maybe uh, maybe everybody's pretty well agreed if one accidentally hits Putin, nobody's going to shed a tear, right? Well, I mean, that could very well be, and, and it's interesting that they are actually, I mean, maybe they're making some headway. Well, I don't know. It's probably a zero-sum game at the end. Yeah, kind of, sort of. The other thing affecting the markets, and we mentioned this earlier, the, the NASDAQ just went through the roof relative to the other indexes, and that's largely on the strength of NVIDIA stock. NVIDIA has always been a video card maker, and they've always been hot because uh, Bitcoin miners use the video card as being a co-processor to speed everything up so that they can guess the numbers a lot more rapidly and uh, find more Bitcoin out there while they're trying to mine well, now they've announced they're debuting a full new artificial intelligence supercomputer under their own name, and that's making their shares skyrocket even more. This is actually kind of interesting to watch. One company just going apy. It, it really is, and um, the anticipation is, is they will become a trillion-dollar stock 
um, early this morning. So um, some good news, really, I guess, for stockholders of NVIDIA. They are trading up right now 4.3%. Um, it'll be a new 52-week high at $406 right now. So, so some kind of good news there. It's good news if you already have the stock. Exactly. I'm not sure I'd want to buy it right now on that peak, would you? Yeah, no, sir. I don't think I would. I mean, AI, let's face it, it's got a ways to go. It's the current buzzword out there. I mean, when even Pepsi says we're exploring artificial intelligence, you know it's become a buzzword that just kind of automatically means somebody's going to buy your stock if you use the word. AI, right? <laughs> it's just kind of magical stuff, artificial intelligence. The uh, day itself is kind of quiet today, but we've just got a blockbuster week ahead of us. I'm going to be out of town, but you've got a whole pile of stuff to talk about. Mortgage mortgage applications tomorrow, job openings, and the Federal Reserve beige book comes out tomorrow. And then the end of the week, it's uh, the fabled unemployment rate on Friday with other employment news coming out both Wednesday and Thursday. It's going going to be a busy week as far as the employment news is concerned, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, because ADP actually is coming out tomorrow, too, Dave. Yeah, it, 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 this, that's a monthly figure, and it, it always needs to be mentioned that the week after next, the Federal Reserve meets again to decide whether or not they're going to whack us with another interest rate increase. So this will be their last bit of information that at least becomes public domain before they make that interest rate decision. So I got a hunch that a disappointment on the unemployment rate to the good news or the bad news side, might very well move the market a lot over the next few days. It very well could, because you're right. I mean, that's uh, those numbers coming in are going to be uh, really parched over by the uh, by the Fed to make their determination. Absolutely. And like I said, the beige book comes out tomorrow afternoon. That's all the green eye shade stuff that the Fed uses for information. So it's going to be an interesting week. I'm going to be following it from up in northern Wisconsin, but it's going to be something to follow. Bunch of companies not reporting today, but there's a bunch of upgrades and downgrades that you find interesting, I gather. There, there are. Let's start with a couple EV issues. Uh, charge point. You know, they're the ones that create the charging stations for the electronic vehicles to plug into. They got mm -hmm. upgraded by Bank of America as a stock to buy. And so that's helping them. They're up 8% this morning. And then um, I don't know if you saw this last week, but Ford and Tesla have come to an agreement um, where Ford will be able to use Tesla's charging stations for their electronic vehicles. And so that's helping both of their stocks get a bump today, as well as what you mentioned earlier, you know, Elon Musk uh, flying over to China um, to, to kind of go through his plant over there and, and meet with the Chinese officials. So, so that's got uh, those two companies in the upward mobility today. Actually, Ford's a nice bump, 3.7%, and Tesla's 3.9%. So, so some good movement there on those companies. And the chip companies. That is, that is good news to get. That is good news to be able to get some compatibility between the charging stations and the cars. I mean, for you know the the foreseeable future, we were seeing kind of like Macintosh and Windows as far as chargeable cars. Hey, there's a charging station, dear. Oh shoot, it's for the wrong one, brand one. of car. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, because of Nvidia's movement, all the chip companies are just uh, going crazy this morning. 
And that's good news, too. Resetting the table, we've got a, uh, a good day on Wall Street on Friday. Then we shut down for the weekend, 45 minutes before we start the week out in a shortened trading week. What are the futures looking like this morning, Philip? So the Dow's basically flat right now. It's, it's down about $5. The others, though, S&P 500 is up a little over a half a percent. The NASDAQ 100 getting a nice bump because NVIDIA up 1.3% this morning. And then let me switch over. I had to get to my phone this morning to get the numbers. Um, so then on commodities front, we've got gold up uh, six tenths, silver down four tenths, and then uh, uh, crude oil is uh, is down 1.9%. You got to like this number, Dave, $71.28 a barrel right now. Yeah, I think that's a good buck a barrel less than it was on Friday when we spoke. Yeah. I'll take that happily. Yeah. Uh, overseas markets, no big reactions to anything. And I was surprised by that with those drones in Moscow. I figured we'd have some panics, but no. Asian Pacific Rim was pretty much up fractionally at the close at 6 a.m. European markets also just down, but fractionally halfway through their trading day. Getting a retirement plan in place so you can actually count on it happening takes more than just being able to fiddle around on a computer. you got to have some knowledge as to how to plan it out properly. How do I find you to get a plan together for my retirement, Philip? Dave, that's exactly why we developed the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of, and they need to start five to ten years out from when they think they're going to retire. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And you'll be here tomorrow morning with Doug here on Light FM, and I'll see you about the middle of next week. Fair enough? All right, man. You have a safe travel. Thank you so very much. I'm marrying off my favorite nephew up in Milwaukee. That's the reason I'm disappearing. First time I've been north in about four years when it's been for a good errand, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, good. You enjoy yourself. Thank you, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Remember hey, folks, again, I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. Hope to see you then. Bye now.